Okay, now we have got to find a new audio producer. I was so saying. jerky. That, that was too herky jerky. I specifically warned you not to be herky jerky so with the, the it only, fade out. You only go like like it's a uh, it's a uh, um it's it's like uh, it, it has like you know like, these discrete intervals that it, like I don't know what any of those words mean, so I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I I'll keep things under one syllable. For, I'll just like point and grunt from now on, and you know that'll make a lot of sense to you. I, I appreciate that. Your beard looks like a pointy and grunting type beard, so it would make a lot of sense for you to do that. Oh, by the wow. way, the show is sudden death. Welcome, hi, how you doing? Uh, it's a new year. It's got that new year smell to it, um, or a new car smell. If a car were a year, it would smell like it smells now, don't you think so? Um, like uh, evergreens. Yes, <laughs> or something, or Everglades, Evergreens, Everglades, uh, whatever, whatever word you want to use after ever. Whatever glades. Whatever glades. That's, that's it's the whatever glades smell. That's the place in Florida 20, I want to visit. 2017 is the smell of the whatever glades. Um, my name, of course, is Rashawn. Uh, his name, I don't know what his name is. Uh, my name is uh, Alex. Oh, uh, Alex, <laughs> nice to meet you again. It's wonderful to be here. It's, as I said, a new year. Um, the calendar has changed. Isn't that exciting? We had a whole holiday about the calendar changing. We, we did that. Um, I don't particularly understand that. And uh, if you'll uh, oblige me for a moment, I'd like to talk about uh, this, this holiday that we just had um, when the calendar changed, if you don't mind. Do you mind? Consider yourself obliged. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> so something extraordinary happened the other day. And what exactly is that extraordinary thing, you ask? And the answer, the date changed. You know, the date on the calendar. We moved from one day to the next, and the world collectively lost its mind. People started screaming, jumping up and down, intoxicating themselves, shooting explosive devices up in the air. And for what reason? All because something that happens literally every day happened yet again. It's just that this particular date change happened to be from December 31st to January 1st. This is the one date change that we, for some reason, have decided to make a federal holiday. To make a big deal out of this holiday, of course, is New Year's Day. Why? Why do we make such a big deal of this particular date change as opposed to any other date change? It's because this measurement of time that we use to track revolutions around the sun, i.e. years, uh, that increases by one. Is that it? For that reason, we use this day to make resolutions to radically change our lifestyle that we have no hope of keeping. Why can't we pick any other day of the year to lie to ourselves about exercising more, or eating healthier, or becoming better people. Uh, I get so choked up about this, as you can tell. Uh, any day of the year is just as good as the first one for making those lies to ourselves. And to be clear, the New Year's holiday is certainly not the only useless holiday on the calendar. There's also Flag Day. Uh, first of all, nobody knows when that is. Nobody. And that's precisely why no one celebrates it. Now, I happen to love the flag as much as the next guy whose name is not Colin Kaepernick, but we already get enough flag celebration during Independence Day, do we not? Then there's, there's Arbor Day, in which we celebrate trees. 
That's right. A holiday to celebrate trees. Now, while this holiday might give every tree hugger around a fair amount of wood, we don't need a holiday that celebrates a plant. And don't even get me started on Valentine's Day. We have to buy some significant others stuff on their birthday, on Christmas, on anniversaries. And now because of some saint guy from the Middle Ages, we have to buy a gift, another gift in the middle of February? No, thank you. If you want a box of chocolates, you march your donkey down to the candy store and buy some chocolates on your own. Uh, that, by the way, is probably why I have the relationship status that I do, which is single, um, for the record. Um, look, when it comes to overrated holidays, New Year's Day is at the very top of the list, and not just because it comes first in the chronological order of holidays on the calendar. I mean, do we really need a holiday to celebrate the start of a new day whenever the new day happens to fall on the start of a new calendar year? I, like any other horse you've ever met, say nay. Not to mention, all the excitement pretty much ends right after the clock strikes midnight. All the ginned-up hysteria happens the day before the new year ever even begins. But on the actual day of New Year's Day, all that hype and hoopla is already over by the time the sun rises. And this is what we're supposed to get all excited over? I don't think so. So here's my New Year's resolution. I'm not going to make any New Year's resolutions. I'm not celebrating the fact that the date changed anymore. It's an asinine waste of time that could be used, spent, I don't know, feeding starving children in Tahiti somewhere. Now, am I going to do that? Well, to be perfectly honest, I'm probably not going to do that either. So that's, that's how I feel about the New Year's Day and this patented Rashawn monologue, monologue. That's what we call them. Here. You know, that was a, that was a great uh, uh, Rashawn Alaganamanananananan, as they call it in the vernacular. I thought so, too. Um, but uh, it sounded to me that your New Year's resolution was uh, more like uh, having no chill. I... For 2017. Whoa, that's, that's, that's too small like of a word for me. I don't understand that word either. What is, what is this chill thing of which you speak? Is that a young folk term or something? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I think you've completely defamiliarized yourself with it, so it would make no sense for me to even begin to explain it to you. <laughs> that is a great point, but could you possibly explain and to me? Imagine it as just yes. the opposite of all the sentiments you just expressed. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't like the, the chill or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, you clearly like and speaking of uh, things you like, uh, I wanted to let you know that, you know, Santa was listening this year. Um, I got you a Christmas gift. Oh, boy. Did you get me the leeway I asked for last time? Um, no. No. <laughs> I try to keep my gifts, confine it to the physical realm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really traffic in metaphors <laughs> for my gift giving. Well, they call me um, metaphor Merle for a reason. <laughs> don't believe you. No. Again. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, so Santa heard that, uh, you know, you like America or you like how America used to be. So I got you this lovely hat. Oh, oh look at this. Look at this hat. Look it's, at this. It's bright red. It is a make America great again cap with the tag still on it. Look yeah, at so that. Because I want you to know how much it costs, which is not on there. Thank God. <laughs> I guess I'll, but never I'll, know I'll just tell you it was $700. Wow. That's uh Look at this, and it's a City Hunter USA hat from the original 
headwear company. Now, this doesn't get any more authentic than the original headwear company. And it's made in China. Man. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> so, wow. That, that is ironic as it gets right there. I, I think this is a scandal. I, like, I think we're the first people to break this, uh, this news. <laughs> you get your investigative reporting right here on Sudden Death, by the way. <laughs> and this is, oh, I don't know what to say. This is, I'm going to wear this to your next gig. Uh, by all means, um, I well, I may not talk not, to you, but um, <laughs> don't worry. That's only to keep my uh, you know liberal cred, <laughs> street cred. Yes, <laughs> got it. Which is very important in my line of work. Oh, really man. got my fingers crossed that no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There are ones of listeners right now. Um, so this is this is exciting. I don't. This is oh man. Uh, I have to one up you on the next gift giving season, which is yeah. as I just said, pretty much any day that says a holiday, you have to give gifts to somebody, um, which is unfortunate. But don't you see that the ridiculousness, the uselessness, the overratedness of a holiday that celebrates a date change? Um. Well. Well, what? I'm listening. To be honest. Yeah, the honest answer. No, yes. I do not. What do you What do you mean? I just laid it out. However, um, clearly. You laid something out for me. Uh, the, however, I do agree that um, you, I do agree with your take on uh, New Year's resolutions. I think those are silly. Uh, just yesterday, uh, I was driving in my car. In your car. Down the street. As opposed to out of your car. And uh, yeah, and honestly, the uh, sidewalks are clogged with joggers. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to jog, you know, beyond next week. They're not going to be doing that. Um, it's uh, really ridiculous. They choose one day to, uh, or like just, you know, one week to uh, clog up the uh, the sidewalks with their, um, you know, silly jogging, which they're clearly terrible at and totally inexperienced with. Totally haven't done this in a year. Um are you suggesting vibe. a month from now when you drive down that same street, the sidewalks will not be so clogged as they were yesterday? Is that what you're suggesting? Um, yes. Fiddlesticks. That, oh, man. That is, yes, that is the point here. Um, these, these are uh, not really resolutions. They're just uh, everybody gets out and does things all at once. And the people who actually you know, want to go to the gym, because we go to the gym regularly... Oh, look um, at you, Mr. Yeah. Elitist over there. <laughs> yeah, right. Or the people who want to walk down the sidewalk because we walk down the sidewalk. Play regularly. Pokemon Go, obviously. Yeah, is that still a thing? <laughs> the app still exists. Wasn't that like banned or something? <laughs> or, or something. Uh, let's go with or something. Okay, or something. Um, well, you know, we have to we have to suffer this on this day. You know, no one cares about the rights of people who like normally do things. They only care about the rights of the people who only sometimes do things. Can you believe that? Um, Happy well, 2016, everybody. Make America great again. Well, I think we're in 2017 now, but uh, 2016 really wasn't that happy of a year uh, for multiple reasons. But no. uh, 2017, it's got that new evergreen glaze car smell to it. So that's got to be a sign of something, right? Yeah. So what things are coming up in 2017 <laughs> that you're aware of that might make it more uh, evergreen smelling and less... Uh, corpsey um well uh i think uh there's gonna be a new star wars movie at the uh 
at the end of the year. So that's something to look forward to. That's an evergreen oh, did, type thing. You saw Rogue One? I, Absolutely. I presume. You, uh, well, congratulations. That's one of the two kinds of movies I, I see at the movie theaters, as you know, or anywhere else for that matter. The two kinds of movies that Rashawn sees at the movie theater are Star Wars and uh, like a jingoistic war movies. That's no. <laughs> Close, but no cigar. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> no, I don't think uh, the more jingoistic. The Again, I don't know what jingoistic means, and I don't well, think let anyone me just say it in one the more time. Of your voice. Jingoistic. I know. <laughs> which is separate from, uh, which is a different thing from Django, which is a game I recently beat. Whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. That was a nail biter. It was a squeaker, if you will. Just if I had moved that block one more inch to the other side and back and forth a few more times, and it would have been me. I, yo, who would have been the victor, whatever the subject or object pronoun or whatever other kind of pronoun that's supposed to use there is. Um, but so if you're someone who uh, appreciates New Year's so much as the holiday, what did you do, Mr. I love New Year's calendar change, date change so much? What did I do for New Year's? That's right. To celebrate New Year's? I, uh, Your favorite holiday. I went to um, a concert for a moment. And then left the concert and then had dinner. And then um, at midnight, busted open some champagne. <laughs> I don't, I just don't. Uh, and the end. I feel like That's we the end. bust open champagne. And... and I think I watched Friends. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, aren't you white? <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Um, yeah. Every new year, I like to live more in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> As we go forward, you go back. That's well, that's your motto. Uh, stand still, but you know, <laughs> yes, it's more, so, even more backwards, I guess. Right. Than, all right. Whatever. In a sense. Um, speaking of someone who's white, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos is also white. Uh, he is unlike you in a, a swirling scandal of controversy right about now. Also, we're Greek. Well, <laughs> yes, you guys like the yogurt. Uh, you're very good with the yogurts. Yeah, uh, um, we're a couple of yogis. I think that's what you call it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, neither of you are exactly bears, but uh, if you found a a bear person, you could be Yogi Bear. Um, You're more of a boo-boo, I think. Um, I would say so. But you are. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really up to date with your references. (laughs) You're you're making my friends watching look modern. (laughs) They call me up to date Upton for a reason. (laughs) And that's precisely the reason right there. (laughs) Just so you know. Just so you're all aware out there, if you see um, an up-to-date, up-to-date ad on the internet somewhere, it's really an, an ad for me. All right, that was that was probably your best one ever. So like, <laughs> we're like milking it. <laughs> RM is the best one ever, as as some have said. Oh my occasions. god. Um, so anyway, uh, Milo is in a, a swirl of controversy, and you might just say, well, it's another day that ends in Y, and Milo's in a controversy. But this one, this one, oh, this one's about uh, something different. It's about a book deal. Milo is. Releasing a book, uh, he's going to write about things in a book somewhere and publish it. And it's not just any publisher is publishing the book. It's a well-known publisher named or called or titled or labeled or known as. Let's go with known as Simon <laughs> and Schuster. Um, now, as a prolific author or offer. <laughs> I give you a prolific offer to be a prolific author, Alex. Uh, if you want to take that uh, any day of the week, I'll give it to you. That offer. Oh my uh, God! Yes. Merry Christmas to me, and not so happy New Year. So, as a prolific, or so, 
<laughs> English is not oh, my stronghold. Can't wait for the <laughs> end of the sentence. <laughs> As a well-known author, uh, someone who writes stuff and books, you know that Simon & Schuster is kind of like uh, one of the big uh, – it would be a, uh, a brain oh. – <laughs> <laughs> Can you speak and say something the, for a second? Uh, this sentence is a prison. <laughs> another black man in another prison. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> that's not funny. Why are you laughing? You racist. Gotcha. Caught in traps, check and made. So anyway, Jeez. people who think Milo the racist are very upset about his book deal. You're killing, um, killing the no chill resolution. <laughs> the irony is the one person who can stick to their resolution is Rashad. <laughs> Yes. Um, anyway, Milo is uh, known as uh, by many on the left, progressives particularly, as a racist, a sexist, a homophobe. In fact, he would fit quite comfortably in Hillary Clinton's basket of deplorables. Um, um, you know, if you listen to you know what he actually says, then you know that's not true. But you know, most people don't listen to people who are labeled as such things because they uh, think those people are the scum of the earth. And therefore, Milo, when he published his book deal, got a lot of backlash on Twitter and elsewhere, um, but particularly Twitter, because if you want some backlash for a controversy, you go on Twitter. That is uh, the breeding ground, the, the dumpster graffiti of backlash, if you will, is Twitter. Um, and so this book that is going to come out uh, describing who knows what uh, in March of this year uh, got a lot of people talking. And even mad at Simon and Schuster for daring to publish the work of somebody with whom said Twitterer disagrees. How could they? Shannon Coulter, uh, whoever that is, uh, tweeted at Simon Schuster. Are you concerned? Uh, 250,000 book deal that you gave Milo Yiannopoulos will read as condoning the racist harassment at Les Dog endured. Uh, that, of course, referring to the, the Saturday Night Live uh, comedian with like an N and an E, Leslie Westerface, uh, who got into a Twitter war with Milo mm-hmm. months ago. And uh, Twitter sided with Leslie and banned Milo for quote unquote harassment of this Leslie person. Um, also, from uh, at Nolan White with a Y, if it's true, that's right, if that wasn't me this time, that was the person tweeting. If it's true that Milo has received a book deal from at Simon Schuster, then the only appropriate response should be a boycott. Now, keep in mind, this is the only appropriate response. It would not be to, let's say, write a book uh, with a different point of view than Milo's and see which idea gets out there into the the mainstream better. Um, No, it's the only appropriate one to boycott, obviously. Um, Yeah, thankfully, I get all my appropriate responses direct from Twitter. Especially at Nolan White with, yeah. with a Y. You, you wonder, like, uh, um, if, if you could just change it to the only response should be to host a book burning party. Um, if it would uh, get the same number of retweets, you I would. imagine it would get more. Well, uh, to be fair, at Nolan White only got two retweets. Uh, so oh, okay. There is justice in the world. Then, uh, thank God. Yes. Um, at Ken Gardner 11 says, Milo getting a huge book deal basically summarizes everything wrong with American politics and culture right now. Uh, uh, Ken Gardner, I would actually say that uh, a tweet like this, where someone with whom you disagree uh, writes something in a book, uh, causes you to get so upset and 
basically demonize the entire culture. That is what's wrong with the American culture and politics right now is a sense of divisiveness and a sense that you can't listen to someone else that you don't agree with. That's what's wrong with us. Um, and then there's also, ooh, my favorite, um, at uh, Jamie, Jamie Attenberg. Jamie Attenberg says, hi, I'm the least of your concerns, but no one at Simon Schuster better ask me for a blurb anytime soon. Don't worry, they won't, um, uh, Jamie Attenberg. Um, no one's asking you for anything. Um, but what we are asking for over here is that uh, we, I don't know, maybe we let people say what they want to say and not to try to uh, shut them down for speaking. Is that too much to ask, Alex? Is it too much to ask? Um, yeah, I mean, it's too much to ask. I, I don't know. Uh, the, the thing is about Milo, um, he uh, says a lot of things. Yes. But um, he's not actually that bad. Well, <laughs> he's not that big a deal, really. And uh, most of it, um, most of his most controversial stuff, I guess, amounts to uh, trolling. Um, or like some form of trolling, uh, which is, you know, uh, an attempt to provoke a specific reaction, um, like anger, uh, you know, let's say uh, hostility, uh, disgust. Are you suggesting some of these Twitterers are actually proving the point that Milo is making when he says things like this and the reaction that they're uh, engining up just because of a book deal that was announced? Before he's even written the book yet, or at least released it so we can see what's in the book. Mm-hmm. The reaction is already of hostility and anger and all those other big words you just used. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, they're, uh, this, is the whole, this is the whole point, guys, of the trolling thing. Um, they're, uh, they're uh, you know, not seeing, I guess, the content or the actuality of this guy um, because of his... Uh, um, you know, the silly stuff he says sometimes. Yes, um, silly stuff is said at times, but other times, uh, there's a, if you will, a bit of sudden depth. Exactly. That's that's what, that's what I'm talking about. He he actually has some uh some insight here and there. Yes, he could he could be a a guest on this podcast because he fit right in with the sudden depth that occurred. <laughs> um, he's gone around the country giving speeches to colleges. Um, and some of the speeches that he's given have engendered protests and some up to the point where they actually interrupt uh, the actual speech and try to shut the guy down. Now, if I'm on a college campus, in fact, I have been on college campuses before, uh, believe it or not with the way I speak English, but I've actually been on college campuses before. And people come to speak at these campuses um, with whom I disagree vehemently and do not want to hear from. And you know what I do when that happens, Alex? Go ahead, guess. Start a podcast. And then, well, <laughs> so this is technically a radio show, but uh, uh, it, we have a podcast of the radio show that uh, you can get on iTunes. By the way, you can subscribe there after any show. But uh, that would be one idea. Uh, but guess what else? Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> wow, you give up you give up awfully easily, don't you? Yeah. No resolve at all. It's true. I mean, your spine is like non existent. You're basically a jelly worm of a human being with the, the lack of spine you have. Wow. 
Uh, so that's part of the sticking to those guns, sticking <laughs> to that resolution. <laughs> yes, that's right. No, what I do is, um, and this is going to be crazy and You're an inspiration to us all. There you go. Uh, this is a crazy radical thing that I typically do when someone comes somewhere and says something that I don't want to hear. Um, I don't listen to them. I go somewhere else. I do something else. Um, that's what I normally do. I don't uh, go and jump in front of the person's face and uh, construct a sign and wave it all over the air and during their speech and be disruptive. Right. Well, like that. Or, or, or you're saying worst case scenario is uh, you ignore them. Yes. Right? Best case scenario, you know, open dialogue or something. Right? That's right. Right. So, yeah, the the outrage and the the you know outrage is yeah. <laughs> the outrage is a, and the outrage is really ridiculous yeah it's so so ridiculous you have to say it twice now leslie jones uh also known as leslie wets her face from saturday night live and she uh also did not like this book deal and uh, as the many people before she also went to twitter it took to twitter in fact and uh kind of responded to the uh, the announced book deal of uh, her former Twitter nemesis, Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, Alex, why don't you tell the good folks what Miss Jones's slash Miss What's-Her-Face's response was on Twitter? <laughs> she was peeved. <laughs> yeah, so what exactly did she say? Um, let's see. I don't know what she said. <laughs> tell me what she said, please. Well, I'd love to, but my computer froze, so I'm I'm counting on you to tell us what she said. What did she say? There you go. It's it's on that page you got there somewhere. Scroll down, scroll down. Come on, you can do it. You can find it. It's there. Maybe we should do a a control find for a tweet or something like okay, that. Okay. So hold on. I'm holding. Should we say what Simon Schuster? said first sure a uh, good way to stall <laughs> simon and schuster after receiving massive backlash for the signing they defended the contract quote we do not and never have condoned discrimination or hate speech in any form at simon and schuster we have always published books by a wide range of authors with greatly varying and frequently controversial opinions uh, I wonder if they misspelled opinions or if this website misspelled opinions, but it is misspelled and appealing to many different audiences of readers. The company said in a statement um, and then quote, while we are cognizant uh, that many may disagree vehemently with the books we publish, we note that the opinions expressed therein belong to our authors and do not reflect either a corporate viewpoint or the views of our employees. So, uh, now, the, the idea that you would even have to put out a statement like that, because people on Twitter can't handle uh, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos' point of view, is just, you know, if I'm Simon & Schuster, I would just ignore all this nonsense. Look, you people, if you don't like the book, then don't buy the book. Well, you're not going to kowtow us into not publishing a book of a different point of view. We publish all kinds of points of view, and that is um, blatantly obvious. They posted... Uh, they publish stuff from Rush Limbaugh and um, right. other people on the right, uh, Dick and Liz Cheney, Laura Ingram. Even Donald Trump himself has been published by Simon and & Schuster. Um, and so, you know, this thing on the left, the progressive left, where if you don't agree with us, we have to shut you down and you can't speak. That's getting awfully tiresome. And let's hope in this new ever glades green smelling year of 2017, 
we can uh, mitigate that effect a little bit of this intimidation by um, progressives of not allowing anyone to speak who doesn't speak progressive. Yeah. That's so, got to end. So in particular, uh, Leslie Jones reaction on Twitter was, uh, quote, yeah, but you still, but you still helps them spread, but you still help them. See, spread. Ooh, English is hard. I told you quote. Yeah, but you still help them spread their hate to even more people. That was in response to the Simon and Schuster statement saying that yes. we publish everyone's point of view. Right. And then uh, she said, I literally want to put hands to a jaw right now. So tired of stupid people. And I can't say um, swear word because if I do, I'm the swear word. Um, I, I think she's the swear word because of I can't say act. poop because if I do, I'm the female dog um and then uh also in this article i think this is this is a uh, this is a great example of uh milo right here um this is what he says quote i met with top execs at simon and schuster earlier in the year and spent half an hour trying to shock them with lewd jokes and outrageous opinions i thought they were going to have me escorted from the building but instead they offered me a wheelbarrow full of money that is classic milo right there um <laughs> and uh that's that is a fantastic that they're open to publishing someone even a controversial person that's always great now uh you and i um both as jason Mraz might say um in a different context perhaps, but he still would say those words in that order um we have actually gone to listen to uh, Milo speak uh, at one of these college campuses. And, uh, you know, for some strange reason, uh, it didn't turn out to be a hate fest of hate mongering hatred that uh, some would predict that it would be. <laughs> it did not. In fact, it was, uh, it was entertaining. It's part entertaining, part enlightening, um, um, and part revealing about, you know, the way that people characterize Milo being false uh, and lying or whatever the noun verb of lying is. Right. Whatever that word would be. And the, the other part, which, which I thought was uh, uh, interesting, was it was also part uh, like emotional therapy oh, yeah. session. There's that too. For, which, which was, I was like, wow, this is interesting because, uh, you know, that's what, um, that seemed to me to be a big thing on the left, you know, this like emotion, this like touchy feely stuff. Yes. Um, and then I see the, uh, you know, I guess the polar opposite of these people, you know, having the same kind of emotional sort of connection with their, uh, um, you know, between the audience and the, the speaker. Yes, there was a Q&A session. Yeah. And uh, some questions were asked uh, about uh, Milo and his personal life and his personality. Very, very personal questions, yeah. which, which he answered very well. That's right. Um, with a British accent, too. Yeah. Which makes it even better. <laughs> he was, uh, oh, good day. I am going to answer this question for you. And here is the answer. <laughs> it sounded something like that. Something like that. Oh, my God. In that words were spoken just like I just did. Or sounds were made out of the mouth at the very least. So that's, uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. Come on. Honestly, that, I think that accent was a legit <laughs> hate crime. <laughs> I'm boycotting this podcast or uh, radio podcast show talk thing. Oh, well, you're going to miss uh, the next topic then, so don't do that. But uh, be- before that, uh, we get to the next <laughs> argument topic. is so persuasive. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> I've been known to be persuasive or at least argue at the very least. I've been known to argue. That's for darn sure. <laughs> for darn um, sure. Um, speaking of uh, Milo, Milo's also had a, a, a magazine photo shoot 
from Out Magazine. I think that's what it's called. It's uh, one of the magazines from the LGBTQ, as Donald Trump would say, community. Um, and they, I think, made him uh, their person of the year or something to that effect, or their LGBTQ person of the year. Hey, now that's cool. It is cool, but uh, some in that community didn't think it was cool. In fact, they thought it was the opposite That's of why cool. I think it's cool. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, you know, Time Magazine's Person of the Year, what they do is they just kind of put the person of the year who made the most news. Right. Um, and, Even if it's Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that could be seen as a comparison between Hitler and Milo. I sure hope not. Um, but, yes, they'll just put anyone on the They're cover. They're both white, right? <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Uh, (laughs) But yes, um, so, you know, Milo actually dressed up for the photo shoot as a clown. Um, And he has a picture of a clown on the cover of the magazine. Um, In fact, it is the title of the article that uh, has this information from Out Magazine. It's called Send in the Clown. Internet supervillain Milo doesn't care that you hate him. Uh, he's got a little red hat on and uh, kind of a goldenrod clown costume and some makeup over the eyes and the shape of a diamond. And he's sitting uh, Indian style, if you're allowed to say that still. I'm not sure if you are, um, with no shoes on. And he's called an alt-right crusader who continues to preach, provoke, and troll. Now, just being on the cover of this magazine and being featured at all, um, that set the ire of the gay community um, a blaze. Again, I'm not sure if that's the right. You don't set attitudes on fire. It's so well, the wording is, is good. Good enough. Off today. Good enough. <laughs> um, people were not happy. Uh, someone who I don't know sets gay rights back or something to that effect. Um, you know, think progress. When you want to go somewhere for progressive leftist uh, ilk, you go to think progress. So <laughs> when you want to regress. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, so think progress describes Milo in, in an article about this out profile as a white supremacist whose entire career has been built on the attention he can get for himself through provocation. They say he his attacks on women, people of Muslims, transgender people and basically anybody who doesn't like him are as malicious as they come. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot finish a sentence without stopping and laughing at that right there. It's like, do you know what malice is? (laughs) Oh man. The, um, really uh, these are malicious as they come. Like, uh, you know, Hitler wasn't that long ago, guys. Uh, Seems like you've forgotten what like genuine malice is. Yes, it is not uh, requiring people to go to the bathroom of their birth gender. It's like wiping them off the face of the planet. That's that's actual malice. Um, right. <laughs> it's just, like uh, it's like sincerely advocating for genocide. Yes, that that, that uh, that's malice, I think. Yes, and uh, actually, uh, on a tangent, there is a professor who av- actually advocated a white professor who advocated for white genocide. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, maybe some other time, but uh, Ooh, put that in your back pocket uh, right there if you. You listeners out there, that's coming up in a future edition of Sudden Death. But for this edition, um, I think I'm going to call my band uh, White Genocide. <laughs> well, well uh, poor, uh, poor what's-his-name who's not white who drums with you sometimes. He's 
he he's uh maybe he's gonna be the one who genocides you all, I guess. I don't know. Because your your band is, is uh pretty pale. Um it pales That's in true. comparison to not white bands, if literally. Well, yeah. Um just for the record though. For the record. <laughs> Go on, it's on the record. We're, we're about um in all we're about a quarter Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I, I think that's that's approximately right. Well, you're the math major here, not me. So we're, I'll we're take your splitting this stuff I'll take your fraction between, word for it. Yeah, we're splitting the Hispanicness between multiple people. Yes, and you can speak a little bit of Spanish. You can say like, uh, "Where's the baño, Pedro?" You can say that. Uh, Dove el baño, Pedro. Yes, there you go. Wait. Yes. Whoa. We need that Latin spice on on the program. If only we could find someone who brings the Latin spice. Maybe we'll have news on that front too. Pretty soon, but not today. Once again, today it's about Milo in the LGBT community and uh, not liking him. Um, uh, they so it's very interesting that they are kind of painting him with this uh, deplorables brush that Hillary Clinton uh, uh, paints him as. But when you click on the links to some of these attacks that they say that he has perpetuated and actually listen to what he's saying in these particular attacks, he's not actually attacking um, people of color or. Muslims or women or name whatever group and certainly is not a white supremacist. Uh, you know, there is this label he's given as an alt-right person um, and the alt-right is, um, you know, been connected to white supremacist movement. You'll recall one of the earlier episodes of this show, we talked about Richard Spencer and uh, his little conference in and uh, around DC where he said something about Jews or whatever. <laughs> it was, it was not a, a very good showing, but uh, that's not... <laughs> that was a low moment for white people <laughs> yes. and for America. That's right. Um, uh, so that's not a good character, um, but that's not Milo either. You have to actually listen to what... But, you know, and what you guys should do on the left over there, instead of trying to boycott every conservative or staunch conservative who has something to say, how about you actually listen to what they have to say? Maybe... Just maybe you might actually agree with something that someone else says if you listen to them. It's happened before. It can happen again. It, it really it has. <laughs> and I, I would suggest you guys uh, take that advice um, because, you know, you know, Milo, you know, if, if you went to this uh, speech that we went to and heard some of the things you said about being gay uh, as a, uh, in general and some of the things he feels about that, then you guys would probably, you know, be sympathetic to that point yeah. of view. Way, way more interesting and nuanced than the average, like, you know, I'm an angsty gay person speech. Ooh, yeah. Is that hate speech right there? Probably. Yeah, that's, you can't say that. <laughs> you have to say queer. No, that's no, that's hate speech, too. You can't say that either. Yeah. I you mean, have to, you have to say L-G-B-T-Q-I-L-Q-P-R-Z. Yeah, no, that's hate that's speech, def- too. That's, that's hate speech. You can't say that. I don't know. I mean, I hated that speech. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, so, I don't know. You know, those people who uh, uh, have a different uh, lifestyle or orientation or whatever, um, if you guys listen to what he actually says, uh, you would agree with uh, quite a bit. More than you think. Probably more than you think, but surely not everything. No, for, not everything. For the record... I think we over here on the sudden depth. <laughs> it may sound like what well, based on what we've been saying that we agree with everything Milo says, but we do not. But, but um, you know, we don't agree with everything anyone says. I don't agree with everything Alex says. Um, are you serious? 
get out. <laughs> you said that New Year's was a, a peachy keen holiday. That was outrageous to me, but That's I didn't true. That threaten was, to boycott that Alex was, Riddle. That was an example of a disagreement. Yeah. Yes, uh, but you still listen to people. Anyway, and, yeah, point being. Jeez. <laughs> Just take a listen. Jeez, guys. What a Jeez. love of peace. You know, someone else to whom people uh, kind of judge probably unfairly many times is, uh, well, Donald Trump. Uh, he's the president-elect, and, you know, today is the first day of the 115th Congress. Hooray! Hoorah! It's like the first day of school, uh, almost. Um, you get sworn in, you get to see Joe Biden, if you're in the Senate, as the president of the Senate, and, uh, and then you get to work um, doing all kinds of fancy-schmancy legislative things. Um, and Donald Trump is going to be coming in uh, on January 20th and working with the Republican Congress to, quote unquote, get stuff done. And as the hat that I just got from Alex says for Christmas, I mean, Santa Claus, um, make America great again is what he and the Congress is planning to do. However, Donald Trump, as he's doing that. Yes. Did you have something to say? I was going to say allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. Um, Donald Trump is someone who doesn't really follow all the rules and uh, the norms, if you will. I was watching TV over the weekend, unfortunately, and people with, um, you know, bifocals and, uh, you know, elitist looking mugs of whatever elite think they were drinking. Uh, they were saying that uh, he's not following this kind of norm and that kind of norm. And he's breaking so many norms. Um, so I decided it would be a good idea to actually talk to a guy named Norm. I'm on the program today and uh, ask him what he thinks about being broken by Donald Trump. And so uh, Norm is with us now. How are you doing, Norm? Oh, I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. So I want to talk to you about Donald Trump being broken by uh, being breaking you. What do you think about that? Oh, I think that's that is that is terrible and should not happen. Uh, and that is awful. And I can't wait until he is not in office anymore because. I don't like being broken, and now I have no Obamacare to unbreak me. That's that's a shame. You have a question for Norm, Alex? This uh, this Norm character sounds a lot like your Bernie Sanders impression. I wonder if that's just a pure coincidence. Uh oh, guys. Rashawn, please don't go into cardiac arrest. I do not have a defibrillator hand handy. Uh oh, uh oh, guys. This is serious. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was Norm. Um, I'm just hearing Norm has to go. Uh, sorry, Norm. Uh, the interview got cut short, but uh, we'll have you back uh, some other time and talk to you about being broken by Donald Trump. Uh, man, that was uh, that was informative by Norm, there, don't you think? I, I thought so. Um, <laughs> so. Enormously. Yes, and in Norm, us Lee. Uh, so anyway, the Washington Post, which is your favorite kind of post and mine um, it was talking about the norms that Donald Trump's going to break. And, uh, you know, he's uh, not a conventional politician. And as if we didn't know that before, we elected him, by the way. Um, and he's violating all these norms. And, you know, uh, one of the things that they say he's violating is having a cabinet that uh, uh, is politically inclusive, that has moderate opposition members from the other party, as well as your own party. And Donald Trump, he has conservatives in his cabinet. Oh, the horror, the horror, the agony. And then, of course, they go on to say that uh, 
this norm violation. It's not an egregious one that he gets to pick the cabinet members that he wants to. And so, you know, if he gets to pick the cabinet members that he wants to, and then he went on to pick the cabinet members, I'm not sure that we're breaking any norms here. Uh, that seems like what the norm is, is to pick cabinet members because you want and elections have consequences. Um, so that, uh, <laughs> that's probably why Donald Trump has been calling out the Washington Post for their uh, reporting because it's uh, not very good. Um, another one of the norms he allegedly broke is that uh, he used Twitter and he talked about foreign critics on Twitter and domestic critics on Twitter. He pushed back against critics on Twitter. So, you know, for the record, Twitter has been around uh, about 10 years, something like that. And there's uh, not been a lot of presidents that have been president during the age of Twitter. So therefore, there haven't been a lot of precedents for presidents using Twitter. Um, So the kind of the span of examples we have to use to judge what the norms are is not very great. Um, And this is something that the Washington Post says is an egregious norm violation. Um, But again, other presidents have hit back against critics. They just did it in other ways, through, not through Twitter, but through interviews or through rallies or through press conferences. I mean, how many times has Barack Obama gone after Fox News or Rush Limbaugh or talk radio? Those are critics, and he's hitting back against them. That is nothing new. That is nothing out of the norm, if you will. And I think even Norm would agree. If we can get his connection back, we'll talk to him again. But he would agree with that. Um, this is silliness. Um, and really, uh, that's, that's uh, the best they got here. So they're not doing very well. So they have one more set of norms Trump is supposedly violating in that he has this kind of conflict of interest, supposedly, between his company and uh, his presidency. And that's, they say that'll uh, violate the emoluments clause of the Constitution. Now, Alex, being the constitutional scholar that we all know you are please enlighten us on what the emoluments clause is if you don't mind it says don't yell into the microphone because you will clip the track i i don't think that's exactly that's a good advice but that's not quite what the emoluments it's clause. In the constitution look it up <laughs> okay so uh i'm sorry i even asked that question um the Emoluments Clause prevents presidents from receiving gifts from foreign powers. Um, and, you know, Donald Trump is supposed to be um, violating this clause by having businesses that foreign leaders might uh, do business with, and that'll benefit him in a very indirect way. You know, his, he has this hotel in Washington, D.C. that some foreign diplomats are staying at instead of the residents or the hotel that they normally stay at and that's supposedly going to benefit him um he is you know said he's going to divest himself from his business uh entirely um and we're supposed to get a speech on that pretty soon and his children will be taking uh control of those things so there are a couple of things here uh number one is that you can't just uh you know get rid of these businesses overnight or divest yourself from them entirely Especially if you have your, um, you know, so many tentacles all over the world. You've got businesses in Dubai and Russia and China and all over the, all over, all over the world. And so 
any kind of uh, business that Russia or China does with any of those uh, other arrangements that he has all over the world can always be seen as a conflict of interest, but violating the emoluments clause is a really big stretch. And I don't think that that's, that's going to hold. And uh, the Supreme court, if it ever gets there to a challenge of uh, that violation, but, uh, but he, I, he has said he will uh, divest from his companies, right? So why, why does this person say his refusal to properly divest from his company? What was that? <laughs> What do you mean by that? So this article was written on December 19th, and he said on December 24th, i.e. Christmas Eve, he was oh, okay. the best from his company. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, so essentially. But even at, since after he's done that, he's still gotten these same complaints that he's going to be violating the emoluments clause uh, because, um, I don't know, indirect uh, coordination with uh, his children and him because his children will be running the company, at least Eric and Don Jr., and, you know, when people are staying, when diplomats are staying in the Trump Hotel in D.C., then they say that that's a conflict of interest because they can use that to try to curry favor with Donald Trump. Um, and therefore, right, the, right. the things that they give him in return will be a violation of the emoluments clause. But that's that is not uh, if we're going with the originalist point of view here. Uh, and I hope we are with the new Supreme Court nominee that's going to be named. Um, that is not the original meaning of the emoluments clause as was written in the constitution. Now it's supposed to be for someone, a president receiving gifts from a foreign leader, not staying at the hotel that he once owned. Right. I mean, like someone could totally do that. Try try to gain, gain his favor by uh, doing something like that. But that is not the same thing as giving someone a gift. Yeah, and you know Vladimir Putin gains Donald Trump's favor just by saying something nice about him. That's all it takes to gain Donald Trump's favor. It's not that right. difficult. Right. <laughs> so exactly. You guys are overthinking this whole gaining Trump's favor thing. Right. Um, so you know, we all know that Donald Trump is not a businessman. A reality competition show host. He's um, an outsider. He does things uh, differently from other people, but, you know, that does not mean we're breaking every norm of the presidency. You know, every administration does something different from the last. Yeah, this President Obama started these YouTube videos that he does, you know, every weekend where he kind of gives like a fireside chat type chat, but on video. And, you know, fireside chats over the radio, that was a new thing at one point, too. You know, it, we don't have to follow the exact same things that the previous president administration did, the presidential administration did. Right. We're not just uh, violating norms here. And plus, you know, the, if you're going to have some norm violations and put them in a, a Washington Post article, surely you could come up with better than he's picking the cabinet members that he wants. And um, he's... Uh, right. I mean, the the you know the most egregious uh, norm violation on here is not properly spell checking his tweets. <laughs> like that's what right. most out of uh, you know the biggest norm violation. Tweeting things, yes. So I mean, <laughs> you got to do better than that, Washington Post. We're going to take down Donald Trump because we know that your your goal is to take him down, take him downtown. It's true. You are going to have to do much better than this. <laughs> this is not good. This is weak. 
So now this is uh, one of the reasons why Donald Trump is always railing against the dishonest, disgusting media at his rallies and elsewhere because they write stories like this. There was a story by Politico that, you know, somehow obtained a copy of Trump's driver's license. And on his driver's license, it says that his height is 6'2". But Donald Trump always says his height is 6'3". And so that is a huge scandal. And they're wondering how Trump was going to deal with this discrepancy. How dare you? I mean, it's just embarrassing at this point. You know, Barack Obama, during this time in his transition, never got a half the critical coverage that Donald Trump is getting over a one-inch difference in height for the love of Pete. And supposed norm-breaking. Uh, if they think they're going to take down Donald Trump with this ridiculous kind of reporting, then they have another thing coming. And it'll be very interesting to watch, I think. Yeah. Well, Obama did have a lot of, uh, you know, the whole, uh, he's a Muslim. He's a... Uh, right, but that was by... that was by America. That was by fringe people, um, either regular folks or like fringe conservative media. That was not by the Washington Post or other mainstream media outlets. Right, right. So... <laughs> That that is nothing compared to this uh, this kind of ridiculous coverage. Um, yeah, this is more kind of like inane uh, stuff, inane stuff coming from mainstream people. Like, I mean, rather than just you know uh, controversial things like that, this is more just kind of like you know height discrepancies and uh, um, misspelling tweets, misspelled tweets. <clears throat> three types of norm violations. I'll be sure to look up the word inane at some point later today so I can figure out what the world you were talking about. And I'll go back on iTunes and subscribe to the Sudden Death Podcast and listen again so I can get the sentence in full context. That's what I will do. Um, uh, And that's what you should do too, by the way. Um, You can do that whenever you want and listen to us day or night or afternoon or in the dawn or the twilight or evening time or, you know, Noon, you could listen to us exactly at noon or dusk. We could listen to us at dusk, too. We're, we're really good at dusk, guys. Yes. Um, but, you know, so anyway, Donald Trump's coming in and, you know, the political correctness is going out. And, you know, Milo's book is coming in and uh, Twitter progressives are freaking out. And New Year's Day, well, it came in and... I uh, was wigging out at the level of celebration that we did for that um, because it is rather silly. And to bring this back full circle, you know, this year, you know, it's going to be a very uh, spectacular year in many ways, in many forms of the word, not just in the rapid pace at which things will change in the country with Trump's inauguration, but hopefully in the way that culture will change as well. So that, you know, things that were in the past few years seen as um, culturally inappropriate or taboo or bigoted or any other words like that, maybe the culture will change back to the right or at least to the center a little bit more than they have because we've gone far to the left of where we were eight years ago. Remember eight years ago, back in the late 2000s? Remember those days? Boy, they don't come back anymore. We didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, safe spaces and, and trigger warnings and which bathrooms you go in and, you know, the words that you use. And remember those good old days? Oh, yeah. 
Um, I, I've recently been watching uh, a bit of the Chappelle show. Um, I also wa- watched a bunch of... Uh, are you, do you know who Norm MacDonald is? Oh, that was the guy who just called in, right? No, that was not the guy. Oh, man. Or the guy from Cheers, maybe? The, uh, no? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, maybe, uh, maybe closer. Um, comedian. He was on before getting fired because he was too controversial. Um, well, I mean, no one really knows why he was fired, but it was basically because he was uh, probably, you know, making a lot of like OJ jokes, which freaked people out. <laughs> wow. Stuff, stuff like that. Yes. Um, uh, so his, uh, his humor is so much more politically incorrect than anyone could get away with now. He, uh, he did, uh, I watched, um, uh, he did, what, what are those, uh, the the dinners with the where the comedian will come and speak at the the White House Correspondents Dinner yeah that's the one he he did one of those uh, man it was uh, great it was super awkward <laughs> well yeah those those I mean those can be pretty awkward especially with, like when Stephen Colbert did it and this past year with Larry Wilmore oh oh boy oh you want to see some awkward stuff some uncomfortable unfunny and awkward stuff. Try Larry Wilmore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Norm's was uh, very, very awkward. When did when did he do his what year or about what year? It was like 1998, I think. Oh, okay. That was around the Lewinsky scandal type stuff, right? Uh, that time yeah, I think I think maybe that was a little after that. Okay. Um, I'm not sure exactly. M- mostly what I know about the 90s comes from Friends. So... <laughs> <laughs> that is unfortunate uh, for many reasons. Um, one that you're still watching Friends and or spending New Year's. Maybe we'll post, post some Norm MacDonald uh, videos for your uh, listening and viewing pleasure. And where will we post those, Alex? I don't know. Uh, Tumblr? <laughs> no, not Tumblr. What are kids not, using these days? Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, blog spot? No, not... <laughs> We would post them on uh, Twitter.com slash Sudden Depth Show or Facebook.com. Live Journal. No, not not, not that one. Eh. No. Or Facebook.com slash Sudden Depth Show. Also, let us know what you think about the show. Alex really loves self-adulation. I don't know what that means, but Alex likes it anyway. He wants to know how he's doing from you. So let him know how he's doing, please. He, He really wants to know. He's desperate. None of that made sense or was true. But a dollar makes a hundred cents. Did you know that? Not a relevant thing. <laughs> Wait, you said cents and I said cents and there's all kinds of cents around here. And then there's the scent of the new year, the Florida Everglades green car new smell. Do you want me to play this Trump clip or not? No, no, that's no, that's no. We, we, can, we can play the outro, though, uh, which is the intro. But as we go out, you can play that. Should I do that? You ready? You ready to take us on out? I'm ready. Take us on all out. Right, here we go, guys. Here we go. Here we go. Faith is, faith is music in well this time. Not all perky perky like last time. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't work right? Oh, good. Well, that must be the show is over. Doesn't work right. Next week on another exciting edition of Sunday. Later, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>